0: Listener-supported WNYC Studios. This is a cafe concert from wqxr.org. I'm Naomi Lewin, joined today by members of the Endelian String Quartet. They are here to perform two selections, starting with a movement from Joseph Haydn's String Quartet Opus 50, Number Six, known as the Frog, followed by the Presto movement of Ludwig van Beethoven's String Quartet Opus 130. Garfield Jackson is the violist of the Andelian String Quartet. David Waterman is the cellist, and they are here with me today. The Andelian String Quartet is making its first New York appearance since 1995 with these six concerts at the Metropolitan Museum. Why has it been two decades almost <laughs> since you've been here? Because you didn't ask us. <laughs> well, not me no. personally. <laughs> I'm sure I it was, would have asked. I'm sure it was. Here.
1: No, we we actually played here quite a lot in our early days because we, we were one of the winners of the YCA competition. And we used to come over. Young concert with, artists. Young concert artists, that's right. And we used to come over with them and um, regularly and talk quite a lot. And then when that ended, we had a couple of agents here. And we've been in the States, of course, many times since then. But for some reason New York was never on the programme. So we're thrilled to be back. And we're making up with it by doing six concerts.
0: <laughs> yes, you are. And six concerts of Beethoven. That was David Waterman the cellist. Garfield Jackson the violist. Why did you decide to bring Beethoven to the Met?
2: Um I think we were actually asked to do a, a complete cycle by the Met themselves. I think they do put on I'm not quite sure of the history, but they do a series of cycles every so often. Yeah, and, and we, were very, we were very kindly asked us to come and do it. It's, for us as a quartet, it's one of the great pinnacles of the work we do. Um, perhaps the pinnacle. It's a fantastic canon of work by Beethoven for the String Quartet, covering his whole, uh, his whole working time, really, from his earlier opuses right through to the very last things that he wrote. So for us it's a marvellous sort of, man- it is a mountain to climb and, and at the moment, uh, because we haven't done the first concert yet, I feel we're staring up from base camp.
0: That's huge. Now you've arranged these concerts, not chronologically, no. but so that people will get some early, middle and late quartets in each programme. Yes. How did you arrive at that balance?
1: Well, I think you have to make a choice. I mean, I I've heard cycles done chronologically and it's very interesting of course to hear the the gradual development of, of, of the composer. But we feel it's lovely to have as much variety as possible in each concert so we even mix minor keys and major keys and different characters and moods as well as you know, ideally early, middle and late in each concert. So because we we re- realise that not everybody's going to come to every one of the six concerts and some people will only come to one or two. And I think for them it's probably much better to have a, um, a rich richer. Uh, so you get a full meal rather than yeah, just appetizers. Yes, well. yes. Although having said that, the Opus 18s are, are you know, absolutely by great works yes, by, by themselves, even yeah. if you'd written nothing else. But I think the great thing about Beethoven Cycle, probably compared to any other quartet composer, is that although the, each piece is shot through with Beethoven's own personality, that there's also a huge variety, not only from period to period, um, but even within at the same period the 59s and the, and the opus 18s are, are just so different and there are so many incredibly inventive imaginative things he does once in one piece never to use again which for other composers would would serve them for a lifetime and be a mark of their style and it's just fascinating to hear to hear that to hear one in the light of another
0: well, I suppose instead of a full meal, I should have said, compared it to a wine tasting where you get a Beaujolais yes. Nouveau and a vintage <laughs> port. Absolutely, and, yes. You know, <laughs> a nice fine Riesling or whatever. <laughs> you played the slow movement of Haydn's quartet, Opus 50 number 6, which is nicknamed The Frog. Now, yes. I'm <laughs> guessing that doesn't have to do with The Frog, on a string instrument. Where did that uh, no, go? No, you're right. It actually refers Pumper.
1: to to uh, a figure in the last movement of that piece where there's a, there's a lot of bariolage. That's when the bow very quickly goes between one string and another but on the same note. So there's a difference in tone colour on, on the note rather than a different note. And he makes great play of that in uh, uh, quite amusingly in the last movement. But these nicknames were, were never hardly ever given by Haydn. They were given by... The quartets were bought by amateurs who would play them. And nobody likes remembering numbers, so they would say oh why don't we tonight why don't we play the one with the the you know the one that sounds like a frog, and everybody would know what it means and then so it might be a completely insignificant little feature in the quartet which gives it its name and it never has any great significance at all except as an identifying
0: and type. some of those names I think came from publishers who wanted something yeah, catchy sometimes. to sell the piece with although Frog I'm not sure whether that's so yes. catchy for, not no. as, catchy as catchy as say Appassionato No, no, that's <laughs> true well, so
2: Titles are good though because people can't remember mm-hmm. Yes, numbers. even as a quartet we are, without giving any secrets there are a couple I think that we've got our own nicknames for for the Haydn quartets anyway so yes. we, we We'll use that word amongst ourselves as to which one we're
1: playing. And, and promoters surprisingly often ask to have a nicknamed Haydn Quartet as if it's important. But but again, it is important just because people know which ones they are. But of course, there are so many great ones which do not have nicknames. One doesn't want to <laughs>
0: confine oneself to that. So I sometimes make up a nickname for, <laughs> for a quartet. <laughs> now, the, Speaking of names, you formed your quartet, and Delian in 1979. Yes. Where does that name come from? Um.
2: What we actually should have done, what we sometimes do in this situation, is all four of us will give us uh, a different story to people about what where the name comes from, and they have to guess which the right one is.
0: Okay, what's your um, story? Yeah, in this case we're, we're too,
2: I think confined to two. Confined to two. No, it was, uh, there was a music. F- there is a music festival still ongoing, still going strongly in right down in the southwest of England. In a very small village, really. In fact, a hamlet of about five or six buildings, and a very beautiful uh, medieval church, which played host to a music festival. Um, and it was where three of us first played chamber music.
1: And we have to say, it was called, the village is called Saint Endallion.
2: Um Yes, and we uh, we had a very complicated voting system uh, to try and decide up various names, and uh, eventually this one came up. That's the name. That's the name. Mm
1: and about five years after we formed we we played for the first time in Greece and they were extremely amused by our name and we had no idea why and uh, it turned out it it had a meaning and it could have been absolutely anything and apparently in slightly old Greek it means nearly perfect <laughs> so it could have been. It could have been much worse. Yes, it could have. <laughs> <laughs> Far from perfect, would have been slightly worse. Well, I could think of all uh, yeah, kinds yeah, of horrible yeah, well, things yes, it could yes. have been. But, but
2: nearly is one perfect. Of is good. One of your seven banned words yours, for exactly, instance. Exactly. Exactly. one of your seven <laughs>
0: last words. <laughs> but nearly perfect. That's pretty good. You know. Pure <laughs> chance. Entirely chance. <laughs> I've been speaking with Garfield Jackson, the violist of the Endelian Quartet, and David Waterman, the cellist of the Endelian Quartet. They are performing six concerts at the Metropolitan Museum over the next couple of weekends, all Beethoven. I'm Naomi Lewin. This is a Café Concert on WQXR.org.